Hey everybody, thanks for downloading this episode of the Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ and Nick. You can find us on Twitter under Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Gmail, Network at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook on our page there, Chicago Podcast Network. And most importantly, you can support the show by downloading and subscribing to this podcast and all Chicago Podcast Network podcasts through iTunes, Android, and any other device that you use. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks, everybody, and here we go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Out Front with AJ and Nick, coming to you from the city of Chicago and from the boondocks of downstate Illinois. Uh, the host of the Downstate Report, AJ Signari, is with me as well. We today are going to be uh, talking Chicago movies, movies that have either been filmed and or have taken place in the city of Chicago. And uh, it was AJ's idea to do this topic, so I'm going to let him get up and running. AJ, why do you want to do this one today? Well, you know, Nick, um, as a movie buff, um, I'm, always, I'm always intrigued on film locations that people choose. And, and, you know, in my early days watching movies like The Blues Brothers, The Adventures of Babysitting, uh, um, all these films that didn't realize they happened in Chicago. And as I was growing up, you know, every time... I see some of these films, and they're actually filmed in Chicago. It's kind of like a really cool thing for me because it's like, oh, I can actually go to that city other than like L.A. or New York that's more readily accessible that I can go there and say, oh, this is where that scene in The Dark Knight. Oh, that's the scene when Jake and Elwood Blues jumped off the bridge. Oh, this is where that house is for um, Ferris Bueller's Day off and everything. Or the house from Home Alone. So I've always been... Always got to mention the house from Home Alone. Yeah. You always got to mention that. When people talk about it, that's one of those things that people go drive to. They go drive to see the uh, house from Home Alone. No, but go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, mean, but it's the thing. It's like even places like what you just said, the house from Home Alone, like it's like one of those intriguing things that oh that's an actual building that a movie did and everything so I was I've always been intrigued by it and every time I well there's like when the Dark Knight the second movie um, played you know I try to go as many places um, that the movie took place so obviously you want to lower Wacker Drive and making sure not a lot of cars there and kind of somewhat do the same thing when the Batmobile drove down, um, go down to 95th Street um, by the Calumet River and go to where the Blues Brothers did um, that other famous scene by jumping the car over the bridge. I didn't do that, but I mean, just kind of see. You don't like it? All that no, I don't like it. They jump the bridge. I love that movie. I've watched that movie probably a hundred times in my life. When I was in high school, my friends and I were obsessed with that flick. Uh, we we used to watch it at pretty much once every three weeks. We would get together and like that would be one of the movies we would always watch. But movies that are filmed in Chicago, to me, especially when you're from here or even from the area, you have this. 
it's like an instant like like it, it's weird to me when I hear the people from like L.A. or New York or you know Timbuktu or New Mexico like oh yeah I love the Blues Brothers and you kind of look at them and go yeah you love the Blues Brothers but you don't really love the Blues Brothers because the Blues Brothers is like such a Chicago tradition like you can go anywhere in the city at any given point and there are you know there's going to be somebody in the hat and the glasses if you're driving in and you hit a sign that says you're 100 miles from chicago and you've got more than two people in the car somebody is going to bust out that's 100 and something miles to chicago we got a full tank of gas have a pack of cigarettes it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses hit it right it's just one of those things you mentioned the dark night i worked in the building that when they flipped that truck on LaSalle. You know, yeah. that I worked in that building. Like when it flipped over, like it was like three years before they filmed that movie, I've been working in that building. So when I watch that scene, it's 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 cool because it's Batman and the Joker, but it's also cool because it's like, yeah, I've, I've worked there. You know, I ate lunch there. I knew the guy who worked in that Scott trade. Like it's it's just one of those things. Yeah, and you know, I know you've kind of you know you live in an area of your life, unlike me. Um, isn't when they do films like that, you know, as they're filming on site, do you find it like more of a headache than an actual cool thing? Because I've heard people like in the Pilsen neighborhood when they're doing the um, Superman Batman movie and they close parts of the roads like Blue Island Avenue and Pilsen, it's like, like, oh, great, now I can't go down there because. They're doing this. We don't know how long that's going to be, and everything. I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I've never had a problem. I mean, I, there've been a few. There've been a few times where, you know, I've had that issue. But for the for the most part, I've always found that uh, the inconvenience of having them film a big budget movie is. You know, for the most part, the city does a pretty good job of scheduling it at times when it's not going to be so busy. They've done a really good job of that. Transformers. Four. Mark Wahlberg wants to sleep with his yeah. daughter. Um, that's that's my subtitle for that movie. The, the one where Mark Wahlberg wants to sleep with the girl playing his daughter. Um, have you seen Transformers Four? Yes. Okay. There is a lot of sexual so su- you know subtext to the relationship yes. between Marky Mark and the girl who plays his daughter, and it's to the point where you're like, he's not trying to stop the boyfriend from sleeping with her because it's the boyfriend. He's trying to stop it because he's a jealous lover. But that's neither here nor there with this topic. I just any chance to rag on Transformers Four, I will take the opportunity to do because it is a terrible movie. But well, you just like it because you know. Oh, Shia LaBeouf is associated with that movie. Okay, first of all, he's not in that one, and that's the only saving grace of it. And we don't give... Listen, until he's in a movie that's worthy of it, you don't say his name correctly. His name is Shia Because I refuse to give credit to a man who's been in that... who's ruined that many franchises that I love. It's at least two. So, because I'm a Transformers kid. I had an Optimus Prime, damn it. Um... (laughs) Well, even when they were filming that one, they did it over a holiday weekend. I mean, they did, I think it was over Labor Day weekend is when they shut down. You know, they would do it Saturday nights, Sunday nights. They'd shut down. They'd build, build the sets, do all the stuff. And they're really, and the city's really good about letting people get as close as they can without screwing up a shot. 
and you know being a part of it and so to me it's always because first of all what kind of arrogant jackass do you have to be like oh well they're filming batman versus superman the movie that we've all been waiting 70 years to see whether or not we think it's going to be good yeah but it's really inconveniencing my neighborhood i don't want bat flack and you know angsty superman on my street and it's just like dude go screw yourself they're making batman versus superman and your house is going to be in it like just just go with it you know, and then and it all goes away in the opening shot. I mean, to me, you're talking about movies that are filmed in Chicago. There are, like, the Blues Brothers to me is a great example only because they shoot what I always like to call real Chicago with the smokestacks and all the, the workers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the most beautiful shot you'll, you'll ever see of the city of Chicago, there's two movies. One is The Dark Knight when they do that awesome uh, helicopter shot of the fake Wayne Tower in the middle of the Chicago skyline. And the other is the opening shots of The Fugitive, where it's the helicopter going over the tops of the buildings. Yeah. I mean, those are the two where you like, this is a city that deserves to be on film, even in my opinion, more than New York. New York in movies, you know, and it's as a Marvel fan, you know, I've always had a thing for Marvel's New York. But when I watch those movies, you know, Central Park is such a weird thing in that city as far as filming it that it takes away. Like, Chicago just feels claustrophobic. You know, because you're just, everything is just on top of each other. No, you're right. And, you know, some of the movies, not some, I would say most of the movies, you know, I've seen up to this point that are either in New York or L.A. It's kind of, again, like I said, it's, 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 I can't relate to that. And, you know, I've never been to L.A. yet, but I've been to New York City a few times now, and... I don't know, it's just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. I guess it's more in relation to being in Chicago a few times, living in Chicago in my life, and I feel a little bit more of, I, th- I feel more enthusiastic about it for whatever reason, because I think Chicago is a, I think Chicago's a better city because there's a little bit more of a spread out than there is New York City, and even though... Well, the buildings are more distinct. Up, the buildings are more distinct, too. You know, usually do shots of New York. Like, I think of the movie uh, 1408, which, you know, is the John Cusack Haunted Hotel movie. And he looks out his window, and it's just a bunch of buildings. And Chicago, the skyscrapers all have an individuality to them. Like, you can kind of look at them, and each one is significantly different from the statue on top of the mercantile to, you know, all just the, the, the little things that go all the way back to the world's fair that allow you to, and, and the fire as well giving it its perfect grid system most cities la is a car city right like it's a city that's you can look at it from overhead and go okay well this is a city that was basically invented after the automobile so it's laid out for people to have cars new york is you know a city from the 1600s that never really got a chance to rebuild itself so there are a lot more angled streets a lot more traffic congestion chicago's this you know weird hybrid of a horse and buggy town that got a chance to rebuild itself into an automobile town it's a very different kind of layout which when you're trying to sell the idea of okay you're going to film here you're going to use this city as part of it and its landscape as part of your storytelling that it allows you to you know distinctly move from area to area there there are parts of the city of chicago that you know rival abu dhabi in their opulence and their beauty you go down to the financial part of the loop you know there are buildings in there that are just gorgeous but you travel a mile south 
and you're in, you know, bombed out, you know, boarded up buildings. It's, it's a weird city that allows you to do all of that in such a tight area. You know, just the areas underneath the highways in this town, you know, you go into them at night, they're creepy as hell. Right. Um, what are your personal thoughts about TV shows? There's now a slew of TV shows, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Um, Boss. What, what are your thoughts on, you know, TV shows now being more Chicago-centric? And, well, then, you know, we can go back to, like, um, ER, which I think may be the first. I may be wrong. I think the first TV show is, like, really based in Chicago. Well, I mean, I'm sure if you go back in history, there, I'm sure if you go back in history, there are other shows that did it. But, you know, that's the one that gets the most press there at, Ch- there at Cook County Hospital. You know, you had... ER is a good example. There was another one that was like Chicago ER or something like that around the same time on CBS because God forbid CBS ever come up with an original idea. The, uh, but I'll be honest with you. I don't watch Chicago Fire. I don't watch Chicago PD. And the only reason I don't is it's, you know, I'm not the day of the procedural to me. Breaking Bad, and it seems like a weird thing to say, but Breaking Bad changed all of that for me. Where I don't watch serialized or I don't watch shows that are one and done. I don't, I don't watch Law and Order like I used to because I don't find it very interesting. The characters don't change, they don't grow. There's no storytelling element. But I love the idea that they're filming those here because one thing that always annoyed me. With my with being a fan of Law and Order, is every interview with every actor from a Law and Order show was, well, you know, New York is the most important character on our show, which is such an arrogant, douchey New York thing to say, and I just remember going like, yeah, but your city's whatever. You have garbage on the front of your streets, like your city looks dirty. Our city is clean, and you know, it it just to me it's like Chicago. You know, New York gangsters, people know some of them, but, like, Chicago's got this awesome history of, you know, Al Capone. You know, you've got, you know, the the the, the fish. All that stuff that goes back 50s, 60s, 40s, 30s, Chicago gangsters. And Chicago's reputation worldwide is basically, oh, you guys are Chicago. Oh, Michael Jordan and Al Capone. That's what the world thinks of when they think of the city of Chicago. So to do shows that are based here is a cool thing. I don't think they do enough with it, I think that there should really be a show that's just about the history of Chicago. Like they should not not so much the Capone stuff, but following that, like the growth of Chicago. Like the, there should be a TV show just about the original Mayor Daly, and it should be played by somebody truly evil, like just somebody who's evil but can do like the good thing. Like I, I don't even know who you'd get. Maybe the guy who played Hank on Breaking Bad or something like that. But just. It's got such a rich history when it comes to politics in and of itself. Because New York, you know, people say it's, you know, it's got the five boroughs. It's basically five cities that are one city, right? Like Manhattan's a city mm-hmm. unto itself, you know. Let's see, can I do it? Because I don't care about it that much. But let's see, you got Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens. What am I missing? The Bronx. And the Bronx. There you go. Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Okay. Well, Brooklyn's on Long Island, right? Isn't it? Or whatever. I don't care. It's south of Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, but Brooklyn's still in Manhattan, right? Like, it's... it's it, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, you're five, six cities that are combined to make one. Chicago is... It's its city, and it's all of its suburbs, but its suburbs are different entities, which also, in a lot of ways, makes it different than other major cities in the U.S. Houston, L.A., um, 
you know, Dallas, these are cities that are, by square miles, are, you know, twice or three times the size of Chicago with almost the same size population. Most of the people who live in the city of Chicago live in, you know, either third, four, five floor walk-ups, you know, in the city, they live in the bungalows, or they're in the high-rises. But when you have these shows that are shooting here, they're very, they, they, they play up the Chicago angle, but I don't know if they really... Do it very much. I mean, ER famously, you know, they always said, you know, it's shot in L.A. They would just come here and do exteriors once a year. Chicago PD, Chicago Fire Department, they shoot here, which is cool. I mean, to the point where they got my favorite story of the last, you know, few years is that when they had the fake plane crash on on, on Lakeshore Drive and, like, the, the news reported that a plane had crashed. And everyone was like, no, we're just, you know, filming a TV show, WGN News. Did someone tell Jerry Taft to calm down? You know, and people are flipping out because their commute's getting screwed up, and it's like they're filming a movie, they're filming a show here, a mediocre show, where the guy who lays Daddy Gaga, who used to be on House, right, right. So, I mean, what is your take? You know, every city, um, every state also gives you know like tax breaks for, for TV shows and movies to film in their state or in their city. New York has its own department of this, you know, in Chicago and Illinois. Um, I think the number I read is um, 117 million um, tax breaks are given to movie studios and TV productions to film in Chicago. And I think Chicago Fire for its pilot got $1.6 million in tax credit. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think there should be a tax break for studios and production companies or should that just not be existing i'm all for it i the reason is this you know at the end of the day if you i think of the x-files is a great example of this for those of you who don't know your x-files history like i do because i'm a nerd the x-files famously filmed its first seven seasons in vancouver and the reason they filmed in Vancouver is because Vancouver gave them massive tax breaks. Now, X-Files episodes took place, you know, theoretically, fictionally, all over the country. But they filmed in Vancouver. When they went to L.A., the show changed a little bit, whatever. But if you charge too much in taxes, people just aren't going to come here. Famously, the Justice League... Did you see the new Mad Max movie? No. Okay. The most recent one? Yeah. If you're, first of all, if anyone listening to this podcast, if you haven't watched it, if you're an action movie fan at all, watch that movie. It will blow you away. AJ, just so you know, if you do watch it, every single car effect is a real car. There's no CGI in the movie. Well, I heard that. I heard they kind of amped up the cars. Yeah, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is just because what happened was George Miller, the guy who made that Mad Max and all of the Mad Max movies, is a really good director. He's done a bunch of other stuff. He was assigned in, I want to say, 98 or maybe early 2000s to do a Justice League movie, a full-on Justice League, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, The Flash, and they were going to do it. And the reason that it fell through was they were going to shoot in Australia. They had a massive tax break in Australia. Australia canceled the tax break. It became... Too expensive for the studio to put the money to find a new location, and they canceled the movie. If you 
charge a studio too much money in tax, they just won't film there. And they don't. There's no rule that says that if you're going to say you're in Chicago, you have to film in Chicago. There's no rule of that. So why not give them the incentive? Because, like you said, you like to go where the Blues Brothers happened, or you like to go. You know, people. People love to make that drive down Lakeshore Drive just because of the Ferris Bueller thing. You know, people go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade because of the, the Ferris Bueller thing. And I'm okay with that. If the tax breaks can also boost tourism, fine with that. There are people who still come to this town just to walk down LaSalle to watch the, to see the spot where Batman and the Joker fought. You know, some of them are Batman fans. A disturbing number of them are Joker fans, and those are the people who need to be locked up. But... You know, because anyone who wants to be the Joker is, is a scary, scary human being. But it's it's one of those things that drives tourism, so why not? And Chicago's budget, you know, $100 million, isn't going to make that much of a big deal. Plus, you drive up tourists and everything. And, you know, the, the inconvenience of traffic or road closures, you know, suck it up. We, we Compared to a presidential motorcade, a movie shutdown ain't nothing. Because I've been on 90 when the president's arrived. That's... That that that's where I lose my mind because yeah. they shut down both sides of the highway. You know. Yeah, that's even crazy when um, Barack, you know, was doing his um, re-election campaign, uh, and when I lived in that neighborhood in Southside, um, almost everything closed. You know, and it was kind of like the surreal thing that you have to around certain areas in order to get home. The one time he came to Hyde Park Academy, I was about to leave to actually go to um, work, and there was, like, vans blocking either end of my block. And I was telling him, he goes, hey, I have to go to work. He says, you know, we're containing the area, um, so no one's leaving until the president leaves. It was kind of like... Okay. Hey. I mean, well, what, you are you gonna, what are you going to do? Argue with the Secret Service because they will they will be more than happy to show you the ground. You know? Well, that was the thing. It's like you know, I could argue with this guy, and, and you know, hopefully he listens to me. Or I argue with the guy, and next thing I know, I'm in a unknown area. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting so suddenly you're in a building in Humboldt Park being tortured. Right. <laughs> It's always good to remind everybody that that happened in this city. Um, but no, the, the, the thing with the movies, you know, there's just there's so many iconic scenes and so many cool things that allow it to happen. Plus, with the lake being right there, you get these, you know, the, the, you can get these sweeping skyline shots from helicopters and boats that are able to go further out and give you these, you know, great shots. Like, there's, as much as I make fun of that Transformers movie, there, there are some beautiful shots of downtown Chicago in that film. And... I like seeing my city on the big screen. I feel it legitimizes it. You know, there's not, you're never going to really see a movie like, all right, well, let's go to the, the wicked skyline of, of Dallas, Texas. I can think of one movie that's taken place in Dallas where it mattered, and that was the X-Files movie where they blew up the, the one of the Dallas buildings. That's it. Other than that, like, I, I've never, I, I can't think of, it, movies are either New York, Chicago, L.A., F- Paris, London, Hong Kong is huge, you know, 
Mm-hmm. That's the list. I mean, now Beijing is becoming part of it because the Chinese investors are starting to, you know, get into Hollywood. But for the most part, you look around at those at the at the cities that have movies that where it matters what city it's in. You know, Chicago always stands out. Even the, they had a game that came out a couple of years ago called Watch Dogs, and the selling point of that game was you are in Chicago. I played it. You're not. It's like the worst representation of Chicago of all time in a video game, but it, 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 that was the selling point. You know, it was Grand Theft Auto in the real city of Chicago, which, again, it wasn't, and it was very sad, and it made me angry, but because I had this thing in my head, man, where if you're going to put a video game in Chicago, all I want to do, all I want to do is be able to go from Madison up to Lake Cook Road in three seconds on 90. Right. I wanted to be able to do that, and if a cop tries to pull me over, kill him, because... You know, video game. But the, the the thing with the movies being shot here, the tax breaks and everything, I think that that's good for the city. I think it may, I think it, you know, we, we take so many hits, you know. You and I have talked about it on our previous two shows. We talked, you know, Chicago Budget. We've talked, you know, all this other stuff. We have gun violence in the city of Chicago. You and I have talked many times about that in our old shows. And we get hit with this bad reputation that we're the Detroit of the 2010s. You know, when we were kids, it was... You know, Dennis Leary famously said, you know, New York is a cesspool. It's a cesspool of filth and violence. Giuliani comes in, and whether you agree with him or not, he cleaned up that city, you know, and, and made it, you know, the, the tourist attraction that it is now. Then it was Detroit, right? And Detroit was the, the leader in homicides. And then, basically, they killed everyone in Detroit, and so now it no longer has anyone to kill. So they're not the leader in homicides. Now it's us. That's who we are. We're the number one, you know, in homicide. We're the leader in gang violence. You make a reference about gang violence. What's the argument for gun? You know, my favorite, the, the, one of the worst things that Chicago has. You talk about gun control. People go, well, if you got, you know, Cook County guns are illegal in Cook County, and they still have all of those shootings. With you know, that's just the stupid conservative argument of it. But that's our reputation. That's how we're seen. So you get a movie that comes in and shows. Yeah, but look at how beautiful it is. I mean, really look at how pretty it is. And that's the thing that, you know what, part of the reason I like it when they shoot movies here is there are people who live here, you know, famously, you know, there are people who Derrick Rose grew up with who have never seen downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never left their neighborhood. They've never made it, you know, north of Archer. And it, that's so sad and depressing And maybe they get a chance to see it. Maybe it opens up somebody's eyes to go, you know what, yeah, I live in a bad spot in this town, but this is a beautiful town. Look at that lake. Look at Grant Park. You know, all of that. And and, and it helps. I feel that it's worth the tax hit if it makes the city seem a little bit better. What about you? No, I I think you hit hit it on the the, um, nail on the head, and that is, you know, there is some sort of, like, motivational factor um, when you are shooting a movie in like Chicago, because I mean I can't tell you how many people I've met in the city who've actually lived there for quite a number of years, and they kind of have like this smile on their face and they kind of proud like you know this was shot here in Chicago and everything and kind of tell a story like you know they were there at the set or somehow they became an extra in the movie or for a TV show and everything. Um, there is something to be proud of when a movie or a TV show um, is being shot in Chicago and everything. <clears throat> it's like I said earlier, you know, even though I was never born and raised in Chicago, I still have like this extra enthusiasm 
that, you know, I can go to Chicago and kind of point to the various buildings, streets, and neighborhoods, like, oh, that was shot there, that was shot there. And, you know, if you happen to be there, I remember when Transformers were being shot in the loop in Chicago, um, I purposely wanted to go down and see if I can get as close as possible and, you know, to see, like, Mark Wahlberg, you know, walking the streets and everything. It was like, well, this is kind of cool, you know, because you're seeing, like, certain A and B list actors going to and from. Is Mark Wahlberg really A list? He's like B plus, right? B plus. A minus. I mean, it depends. I mean, I guess, you know, depending on the movie. But it depends where you go to school, realistically, right? I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm nothing against Marky Mark. He's he's fine, but he's not really. He plays Marky Mark in every movie. The, The closest he ever came to playing somebody other than himself was in The Departed. You know, and even that, he was playing a, you know, a, a Boston boy from Southie. So it wasn't exactly a stretch. And he missed, and he misses the Funky Bunch. Let's just call it like it is. He needs the Funky Bunch. Well, it's just funny because, you know, every interview I've heard from him, he goes, you know, I, I don't like being called Marky Mark. But yet, you're right. Either he is typecasted as this bad boy slash white, quote-unquote, ghetto person, you know, <laughs> But, you know, he takes those things. Either it's like, you know, he realizes that he has to take it. Otherwise, he's not going to be successful as an actor. And or are the people going to start treating him like Bruce Willis, where they're like, you're kind of a jerk, and we don't really like you very much. Right? You know, and that, that's what's happened to Bruce Willis the last 10 years. Is everyone's, everyone who works with Bruce Willis now is like, yeah, he's just kind of an ass. And we're kind of done with it, you know. And I feel like Mark knows that, so he's got to roll with it, even if it drives him nuts. But I, 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 um, did you ever see Kevin Smith's? Um, oh yeah, now that if, if people listening, if you ever want to have your heart broken about Bruce Willis, type in Kevin Smith Bruce Willis story, and he will tell you a story that will break your damn heart. You know, because he's such a jerk to Kevin Smith for no reason whatsoever. Right, and when I heard that, I thought, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, he's a good storyteller, and I, there's times you can kind of tell he exaggerates just a little bit, but I was kind of hoping it was like that, but after, like, hearing, like, story after story about the same movie that, that Kevin Smith was directing, um, it was like, really, Bruce? I mean, this is the director, regardless of who it is. I mean, you kind of need to somewhat respect the guy. <laughs> You know? Yeah, there's there's a whole story that also goes into when they were making the fourth Die Hard, and Kevin Smith has a scene in that where they kind yeah. of bonded and everything. I mean, if you listen, folks, all you got to know: Kevin Smith, Bruce Willis, YouTube, and we wouldn't. I don't, I don't want to spend the time doing it, but I wanted to tell you: you're talking about filming in Chicago. I'll tell you a cool story. Uh, a couple years ago, whenever they were filming it, uh, the, the weekend they filmed it was also my friend Laura, who you've met a couple times. It was her birthday, mm-hmm. and she and I are rabid South Park fans, like diehard. I'm, I'm trying to convince her to do a podcast with me on our little network here where we go through and watch all of South Park and like talk about it kind of thing. But she, we are diehard South Park fans. And like tonight, it's Wednesday night, uh, October 7th, 2015, when, you're when we're recording this. Later tonight, I'm going to probably meet up with her and watch the newest episode of South Park. And we're such big fans. And Book of Mormon had been playing at the Bank of America Theater. So 
I got her and I tickets to go. Because it was one of those things we kept talking about doing. And again, diehard South Park fans. And we're on our way to the theater. We went and got something to eat. And as we're walking down, I want to say Madison, we come up and we see all the little stickers, you know, filming Transformers 4, filming Transformers 4. And she's a, she's a big fan of those movies. She loves just the, the robots. And she's like, oh, I hope we get to see Bumblebee. And me being the, you know, downside of every coin, kind of went, Listen, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I'm like, it'd be really cool to see Optimus Prime or Bumblebee. I was like, but we're not going to see that. Like, you, normally when you're down here, you don't really see anything. Most of the time, they're just sitting around getting stuff set for, you know, 30 seconds of action. We're not going to see it. And as I say, there's no chance we see Bumblebee today. The yellow Bumblebee Camaro set up with the cameras and the whole deal just comes barreling down Madison and makes the sharp right turn onto LaSalle. And I'm like, holy shit, that was Bumblebee. And like we just completely lose our minds. Then we went and saw Book of Mormon, which is amazing. Go see Book of Mormon. Um, but it was it was it was such a cool little thing, and that's the reason I love it when they film here because you get stuff like that. You know, people who are my parents' generation will tell you stories. My best friend growing up, dad, was in I think it's either Ferris Bueller or one of the other John Hughes movies that takes place downtown. He, he worked at North Pier, and he just happened to be walking back to Union, which is a long walk, and he accidentally walked onto a movie set, and they said he just looked so natural that he got kind of cast as an extra, and they just had him walk down the street, and they had, and it, but the only thing was that it was the middle of January, there was no snow on the ground, but they were filming a summer movie, so he had to like walk down, like uh, I think it was Adam's. Right, right near the river with no jacket for like 20 minutes and he was like finally looked at the guys like did you get the shot he goes yeah i'm going home it's freezing you know i mean that's the kind of stuff that's cool and and, and you get these shots i mean at ferris bueller where you get that wonderful shot where they're going down michigan avenue for the parade or any of that stuff that just i i just i love this town so much and to see it represented positively in these movies is such a cool thing to me and you know, it, we, we talked about it. it. It gives people a, a, a hope who live here. And I'm the most person, annoying person in the world to watch The Dark Knight with because as much as I'm a Batman nerd and will great, you know, at great length to discuss with you whether or not Lucius Fox is really knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman in the comics versus the movies or whether or not Alfred is actually Bruce's father. Like, there's a whole... I can get into the nerd culture with you. But... The thing that's annoying about watching The Dark Knight with me is I'll go, well, that's it, Michigan, and uh, that's Michigan and Wacker. And I'll just start pointing out intersections. I'll be like, if you go downstairs there, there's a really nice Euro stand. If you go downstairs there, you know, that's where you get, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue that used to be amazing. Like, and, I, and I can describe all this stuff. Even the scene where he's sitting alone in his, his penthouse. We're like, well, if he was in that penthouse, that's actually in, like, the Prudential building based on the other buildings that you're seeing and the angle that you've got. I'm like, but it was actually filmed in the lobby of, I think it was the Prudential. You know, and it's, like, all this cool stuff where you, you, you can point this out to your friends and people just look at me and go, we get it. It was filmed in Chicago. Nick, shut up. <laughs> but, it, you know, I, I, we're, we're about a half an hour in. I just want to go through this. Give me your top five movies filmed in Chicago off the top of your head, AJ. And why? 
My favorite ones? Yeah, let's actually do it alternating. We're on a podcast. We got to talk. Let's do it alternating. You go number five. I'll go number five. And we'll explain why. And if we agree, we'll go with it. So give me, what's your, like, top five starting, you know, you can do also Rans also, but what's, what are your top five? And we'll go back and forth with it. Well, my top five favorite movies that were filmed in Chicago, Breakfast Club. Those my really? Five. Really? Yes. That's funny. That that was filmed at the exterior of my rival high school. I went to Glenbrook South. It was the outside of it is Glenbrook North. Uh, which that that the, really though Breakfast Club. All right, mine. I gotta say, um, Ferris Bueller is my number five. Mainly because I, I I don't love that movie as much as other people do. I like it. I don't think it's great. But, you know, the, the shot, shots of the city are, are fantastic. And I love pointing out to people who don't notice it, you know, they, they're going south down Lakeshore Drive, and then they're going north in the same shot, which to me wasn't that big of a deal because I do that all the time. Give me number four. Well, Ferris Bueller's will be my number four. Nice. All right. Um, there, there's something about John Hughes' movies that, those two are anytime I talk about my top ten favorite movies, it's always those two in my top ten. Okay, um, number four for me is The Fugitive because it, it just does such such a good job of of representing the city as a place you can get lost in. You know, mm-hmm. like you 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 really can if you if you want to, you can disappear into the backdrop that is the city of Chicago. And uh, the way that they use the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the fact that they actually go to 26 in California, you know, the, the happiest place on earth, to, you know, do those scenes is, is absolutely great. And plus it gives me a chance to watch Indiana Jones uh, run around my city. Give me your number three. It would be Transformers. The, I think it was three and four that were shot here. So you like... Well, the dark, dark of the Moon. Okay, the one where Leonard Nimoy plays the evil Transformer. Yeah. Uh, interesting yeah. uh, nerd tip for everybody. It is the second time that Leonard Nimoy has voiced a Transformer. Do you know the first one? No, I, do, I don't know because I thought um, the Transformers Dark of the Moon was the only one he did. No, he's actually the voice of one of the Transformers in the animated movie from when we were kids. He was? Yep. Uh, he... They, Orson Welles was the voice of Omicron, which was like the big planet that was like uh, whatever the hell that thing is that they go to, Cybertron. But mm-hmm. the, 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 there was another, I think, oh no, that's what it was. Is Orson Welles was the voice of Cybertron and Leonard Nimoy was the voice of Omicron. And it was like this whole thing. But Leonard Nimoy has played two Transformers. Interesting nerd tip for you. That was your number three. My number three is, um, it's a little-known movie, uh, and I'm trying to remember the night. I think it's called The Longest Night, and it's or The Long Night or something like that, and it's with Emilio Estevez and a bunch of people. Dennis Leary is the villain, and I love it because it's a typical, because it, it's happened to people, and it, it basically the plot of the movie is Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., and a, like three other scrub actors. I think actually uh, Jeremy Piven also. Um, and I think Jeremy Piven in the movie basically plays Ari Gold. And they, the th- three of, like the five friends go out for a bachelor party or something. And they go to like a Hawks game or a Bulls game. And they take, they get on the wrong train because they've been drinking. And they end up on the southwest side on the last train of the night. 
and end up having to, like, walk back through, like, this terrible area. And the whole concept is, like, they witness Dennis Leary's mobster character kill a guy. And what ends up happening is it leads into this, like, horror kind of thing where they're being chased through train yards and all this kind of, you know, cool stuff. And it just builds and builds, but it's such a Chicago story of, you know what, I got on the L, I got, I walked up the wrong side of the steps, and as a result of that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of having, you know, some issues. It was, it was really good, uh, and it's, I'm just trying to remember the name of it. It's going to drive me nuts, so I'm on De- Dennis Leary's IMDB page. Let's see here, it is called... I can't find the name, Monument Avenue. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was a good, it was a good little movie. And uh, it, it, but that that's my number three, just because it's such a, it's different, but it, it's good. Mm-hmm. What about you, number two? So my two and one can be interchanged. I mean, I I think they're both good movies for Chicago, and I would say it would be The Dark Knight. Okay, and then I, can I take a wild guess at number one? What's that? Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's mine too. And those are my top two, also. And I think, I think the Dark Knight gets second billing to the Blues Brothers, just because the Blues Brothers is so ingrained with Chicago music that it, it's like a twofold thing. But the Dark Knight just has—I mean, look, there aren't many people who can say I know exactly what it looks like when Batman stands guard over my city. But I know exactly what it looks like if Batman were to stand guard over my city. But but for me, both movies do this um they really saturate the the scenery in chicago unlike other movies i feel i mean ferris bueller does that to a degree but it's like snapshots whereas blues brothers and the dark knight they actually pan across and you are just kind of oversaturated with you know that's the sky I line the loo, but even little off shoot areas in the city and everything. And it's just those two. If I had, if I was the director of tourism in Chicago, I would always use Dark Knight or Blues Brothers as like the models of, you know, if you're going to do a movie, I would like for you to do it like this way, you know, instead of like a snapshot of the Art Institute, snapshot of um, the shopping district, snapshot of. Lake, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. And it, no, and you're absolutely right because there are. I mean, even the scene when the Joker Judgment Night, by the way, is the name of the movie I was trying to think of. Judgment Ooh. Night. Um, and Stephen Dorff is in that movie too. Huh, go figure, bad guy from Blade. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Deacon Frost. I got that off the top of my head. The bad guy's name in Blade is Deacon Frost. I deserve some sort of award for oh, remembering yeah. remembering that. Um, but the, the 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 stuff with the Dark Knight and with the Blues Brothers, you know, like you're saying, those long sweeping shots that give you the idea. But even the Joker scene where he's like, he's at Avenue X and Cicero, like instantly anyone who's from here goes, all right, well Cicero's all the way out. That's like four thousand, so he's got to or fifth, you know, five thousand west. So you got to drive all the way out west and probably really south. You assume Avenue X is on the south side, and like your brain just instantly, you know, does it. But even just using, you know, the actual street names, plus they have that uh, whatever the hospital is. That they blow up in the dark night, and you yeah. you get those shots. The opening scene when they do the bank robbery on Wacker, and it's and, you know, and you get that sh- even that 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 wonderful opening shot of the 
gangster or the bank robbers, you know, repelling across the or zip lining from one building to the other in the yes. most unnecessary entrance to a bank robbery ever. But it's it just it works so damn well, and you get this. It's 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 actually a testament to Christopher Nolan who made those movies that it's the first time that a superhero movie wasn't done on a soundstage. You know, Metropolis mm-hmm. and the original Superman, some of it's outdoors, but mostly that's, you know, the Daily Planet building, that was on a soundstage. The original Batman, go back and watch 1989 or watch Batman Returns or any of those Joel Schumacher failed attempts at sadomasochistic porn. You know, you watch them. They're all very clearly, this is on a set, this is a sound, a big set, don't get me wrong, but a set, you know, and then you have our. Well, what would Batman look if he were really in a city? And even Dark Knight Rises, which I really do enjoy because of the performance of Bane, of Tom Hardy as Bane, and they shot some of that, you know, in Chicago, but most of it was actually in Pittsburgh. But even that movie, it, it, it there's no the the city itself didn't seem as important as it does in the Dark Knight. Or, 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 or am I wrong about that? Do you feel that way too about that one? Mm. I guess I can go either way with it. I mean, I, I guess for me, I, I guess for me, when you're looking at like Dark Knight as well as Blue Brothers, um, you look at some of the more actions and everything. And in other words, I would suspect um, whether the mayor's office or whoever does all the um, um, liaison work with the movie studios and everything. It's like, you know what? If you want to do a scene, would you mind taking out this building for us? <laughs> you know? Because, you know, Blues Brothers with the mall, um, Dark Knight with the, the hospital, hospital. Um, things like that. Um, it's really, really cool that you see those things and actually can go to those locations. And I think it would be just, like I said, the whoever's the liaison of movie produce, per, um, studios and everything um, hat, must have the, the great job of like kind of directing these sh- movies um, when it comes to like, hey, you know, do you mind shooting a shot here? Do you mind going there? Because... I think it would be great if the conversation was, hey, Dark Knight, do you mind um, going to this part of of Chicago and taking out this hospital that we want to demolish anyways? Or, or, hey, Blues Brothers, do you mind tearing up this mall because it's no longer vacant and it's vacant and we have nothing else to do with it? Yeah, the the story goes for the Blues Brothers that they, they were looking around. They had booked a different mall. As I understand it, originally it was going to be Oak Brook Mall in Niles or something like that. And somebody had told them about this other one that was being uh, shut down, and that's why they chose the one that they did. You know, the, the, the hospital from the Dark Knight, I think it had been decommissioned for a few years by the time they blew it up. You know, and I'm fine with that. Like, they should do that more often. You're absolutely right. Like, knowing what's around. Like, as an example, why... There wasn't some movie that used when they blew up the Robert Taylor Holmes or Cabrini Green, you know, as part of their movie. Famously, uh, and I just watched a documentary about this about a month ago, in Wes Craven's New Nightmare, if you remember, they do a scene where it's all about an earthquake that's caused by a nightmare that the 
Freddie's giving some kid. And it happened, the, the, sh- the scene that they shot was 12 hours before one of the biggest earthquakes in the history of Los Angeles. And so what Wes Craven did is he said, all right, well, everyone take the day off of shooting. And he took all of the crews out, and they just filmed all the damage to, you know, give it a sense of realism and a sense of scale that they never would have been able to afford on the budget of the movie, but they just, you know, serendipity shined on them, and they were able to get it. And I think that's a factor with these kinds of movies. And I don't know, man. I, to me, I, I, what I would really like is if they're going to keep shooting movies here, you know, do stuff that, that people find a little bit more interesting. Find, you know, find spots in the city that are great. I mean, I'm really excited. They're going to start filming uh, Devil in the White City finally after six years of production hell. Yeah, and rumor is that they're planning on building a lot of the stuff from the 1800s. They're planning on building it back up in Grant Park to shoot it. Like, people will be able to go through it, kind of thing. That, that's the early. Is DiCaprio still doing I'm sorry? Is Leonardo DiCaprio still doing it? Yeah, as far as we know, that's that's the plan, is that it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and I think Scorsese um, oh, doing wow. Devil in the White City. And I'm excited for that. That'll be great for the town. You know, Batman vs. Superman comes out next year. They did a lot of filming here. And as I understand it, Chicago is Gotham. You know, they shot a lot of stuff in, like, St. Louis, and you know, or more sparsely cities. I don't know. Do you know what the, 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 the plan, as I understand it, for the Batman versus Superman is that Gotham is Chicago and, you know, Metropolis is St. Louis, but they're positioning them like they're Oakland and, and San Francisco. Like, they're on the opposite sides of a bay. And, which is a cool concept, because you get, like, the, the light shining of, of Metropolis versus the dark, gritty of New York or of right. Gotham, and, you know, it works for people, but, and I'm excited for that, I, I, I just love, I love seeing the Sears Tower in a, in a movie screen, I, it just looks so damn good, and as long as they can do shots that keep the Trump Tower out of everything, you know, I'm excited for that, and as much as I hate Trump, that tower, from like two angles, isn't bad, from another two angles, it's horrible, but, you know, it, it's one of those things, but the, the city... When it comes to making movies here, I also feel like the Blues Brothers is the one that's gotten closest to what is Chicago really about. But I don't think any movies ever really tackled that, right? Do you? I mean, maybe The Untouchables, which we left both left off of our list, but I don't really think of The Untouchables as much as I probably should as a Chicago movie. I think of it as a Sean Connery, Kevin Costner movie. You know, it's not the same thing. But I, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen a movie that? Like, this is Chicago. Have you ever seen one of those? No. Um, and I think you're right. Blues Brothers is that movie, particularly on the music end of it. Um, the Touchables is just because that um, history Chicago's had with Capone. Thing. Um, I'm glad that, you know, Devil in the White City is going to happen to show that history of Chicago. And I think there needs to be more of that. I mean, we've seen a lot of movies. His movies are based on true events and all that in LA and New York a lot, but we don't get that in Chicago. Um, I mean, the one movie we haven't talked about is um, Spike Lee's movie, you know, Chirac. Yeah. You know? And so I think if that comes through fruition, um, I think that's going to be like not only. The not the movie I should say, 
I think it's more on the pulse of what Chicago's going through. And if there was like more movies like that, I think we could probably see a little bit more things. But for the most part, I like to see more historical um, movies about Chicago outside of the mafia movies. You know, the World's Fair of 1893 is one of them. Um, I would love to see a movie about Buckminster Fuller, and he had, you know, his Daxum car, which when he lived in Chicago, he made that car right there and everything. Um, a movie on Tesla when he lived in Chicago for a brief period. Um, I mean, it's shocking if you think about it that even, like, The Jungle by Upton Sinclair hasn't been done yeah. in a movie. And, on that, and that would be a great one to do. You, you could do... Like I said, the story of, of the original Mayor Daley is is an interesting mm-hmm. political intrigue. It's basically the godfather of Chicago politics. You know, there, there are so many opportunities to tell some really cool stories about this town that don't really get a chance to, to shine. And, you know, the further we get away from it and the more the Internet becomes the way that kids learn about stuff, that kind of stuff falls by the wayside. I mean, if you pin down a third grader, yeah, they know about the Chicago fire, but if you ask that same kid 10 years later, they're not going to know anything about it. They'll know about Miss O'Leary's cow, which is an urban myth anyway. Now, I am so stupid, and neither one of us talked about it, and I want to revise my list. Okay, what do you got? What do we forget? I want to bump out Breakfast Club Okay. and lower everything down, and my number one movie is Hoop Dreams. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll give it to you. I feel like because it's a documentary, you're skirting the system a little bit. But, you know. It's a movie nonetheless. It's a movie nonetheless. I love Hoop Dreams. I wouldn't. It doesn't top, crack my top five. Um, but it, it, it is a good one. If, if you haven't had the chance, ladies and gentlemen, to see Hoop Dreams, um, you're, you're missing out. It is one way to make high school basketball very interesting to you for about an hour and a half. Uh, it's it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and there are documentaries about Chicago that are fantastic. You know, and we didn't really touch. On, I mean, clearly, you know, we're gonna release this at some point, and people are gonna be messaging saying you forgot this movie or that movie. But this is a top of the head right. conversation, and and realistically, those are the ones that really stick with you. You know, there are other movies that take place here, but they don't have the same, you know, cultural impact. I feel like these do. And it's, it's, you know, because there's an argument to be made, like, what's your favorite movie about Chicago? You know, I can make an argument for Major League Two, even though the White Sox are the bad guys in that movie. But that whole movie is filmed at the, what is now U.S. Cellular Field, what was then Comiskey Park. You know, and, and there's all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't know, man. It, 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 the, the more we talk about this kind of topic, the more interested I am to see exactly... You know, what these movies end up doing and where they end up taking this stuff going forward. We're starting to slip into some technical difficulties a little bit here, ladies and gentlemen, but we've been going for about an hour anyway, so I think it's time for us to wrap this up. This is our Chicago movie podcast, Movies About Chicago. AJ, I know that you're there now, so before we uh, lose your connection one more time, we want any final thoughts? Say goodbye to the people. Nope. Nope. Other than, you know, just keep on keeping on, ladies gentlemen 
All right, that was AJ telling you to keep on keeping on for reasons passing all human understanding. I am the Grand Poobah of the Chicago Podcast Network and your host extraordinaire, Nick Serranos. I've been joined by my good friend, AJ Signeri, who is down in the Bumble right now, working his way back to the city of Chicago, where he will go ahead and we will reenact the entire scene of Ferris Bueller on the parade with AJ and I dancing on a parade float to scare the masses away from... I don't know, living. This has been uh, uh, Out Front with AJ and Nick. I'm Nick Serranos. That was AJ Signeri. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. You can find us on Twitter at Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on, you can email us at Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. We're on, I think I mentioned the Twitter, uh, anything else. We're on Pinterest. We're on a couple other things. Find us on the internet. Look us up. Share our love. Help us make money so we can keep doing this to entertain all of you thank you ladies and gentlemen so much for listening we will talk to you guys later this has been chicago podcast network and we are out This has been a production of the Chicago Podcast Network theme music provided by the Free Music Archive, Morning Blue by Josh Woodward. That's Josh Woodward on the Free Music Archive. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Gmail. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.